Welcome to Evolve, where we have fearless, unfiltered, unapologetic conversation with host Chanel Spencer, author, speaker, and CEO of Maximum Evolution. Are you ready? I hope you're ready. Hello, 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 beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Evolve, where we have fearless, unfiltered, and unapologetic conversation. I hope you are ready for this. As you know by now, we are having a special series for the Evolution Effect Anthology Project that I'm super excited about, and today we have one of our first-time authors. Yes, I'm so excited. Her name is Alexandria Delio. Say hello to the beautiful people. Hello, beautiful people. Hi, yes, I'm so yes, excited. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, how do you feel being a first-time author? Um, do you know what? It's, it's kind of, there's a little bit of disbelief and, but mixed with like so much excitement um, because it's something I guess that, I mean, I love to write and I have always kind of, fan- I love to read. So I've always fancied myself being a writer, but I guess this opportunity is like really ensured that dream for me. So it's a little bit of like disbelief and a sense of like, I can't believe it, but also excitement that yes, it's, it's happening. So yeah, I'm a bit of both really. Yes, I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. So let me tell you a little bit about Alexandria. I'm super excited. She's coming all the way from London, England, just saying. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so Alexandria DeLeon is born in New York and moved to London as a young child. She is currently the fundraising coordinator for the Globals Make Some Noise. Her background is event planning, relationship building, and donorship stewardship. She has worked on challenges, also known as marathons, with Ride London, Royal Park Half Marathon, and London Marathon. So I said you like this event planning thing here. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And I think the, the, the thing that I love the most is the interaction with people. Mm-hmm. So like the stewardship of um, the participants is one thing that really grabs me because, I mean, of course, we're trying to maximize the amount of um, donations that we receive. So the way that we do that is by the relationships that we have with those participants. And I think I really pride myself and I treasure the fact that I'm able to build rapport with all these different people. So, I mean, I'm, I could be managing up to 32 different um, stewardship relationships um, at one time sometimes and that's making phone calls and and just really personalizing each and, and, and every single one so for me that's the joy that I get out of it and I think that's just because I love dealing with people and I love getting the best out of people as well so I feel like it's kind of a nice natural place for me to be at the moment yes I love it I love it 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 so let's get into this chapter why did you title your chapter the wrong road into right um I titled that because I was feeling really lost and I I think at that particular time I was feeling like every path or every road figuratively and literally that I was was journeying onto um was just leading into like dead ends um and I've I've particularly wrote uh said the wrong road into right because I feel like that that there was one particular incident that I took a wrong road literally um got lost from um my ex-partner and and something happened and I think that sort of situation really did catapult me into making a transition and it really forced me to make a huge change in my life um that I I, I mean I'm not sure if if that didn't happen that I would have changed I, I like to think so but 
I think there are those those sort of moments in your your life or in your history that kind of are pivotal that really push you into being the best that you can be or that they just force you to change. It's like kind of like hitting rock bottom in a way. Yeah. Once you hit there, you have you've got nowhere else but to to climb to the top. So I think that was my rock bottom and it yeah, that's why I wrote the the chapter title. Right. Well, I love that. It's so like it's a great play on words and I'm just like yeah, I yeah. love that. It's, you did a really great job. And I absolutely loved your your chapter. Can you just tell us a little bit about your chapter, what you wrote about, what you're discussing, what the readers can expect to to um, see? Yeah, so my chapter is talking about a sexual assault that happened to me a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that sometimes when people think about sexual assaults, they are like really horrible rapes or they're horrible um, violent scenarios sometimes. And sometimes it they're, they're not, but they're things that really have an impact and really scar you mm-hmm. and are really intimate. And, and I think it's kind of like the only way that I can describe it is like, you know, if someone breaks into your car or if someone breaks into your home, even though, you know, you weren't there at the time, but going into that place or going into the car and, and just, just feeling like violated that someone's touched your property or been in your space, I think mm-hmm. that that like had a massive impact and 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 created a lot of trauma for me as well because you feel like you've been robbed of something because you didn't want it to happen um and so I kind of I talk about that because I feel like a lot of things post that then led me to having my breakthrough moment Mm -hmm. um and so yeah that's pretty much what my chapter talks about my sexual assault and how post after that how I kind of managed to just change and transform my life Right. And so just a, uh, something that you touched on that I think is super important, that sometimes we, we sometimes minimize our experiences because it wasn't, it's not the, br- the brutal yeah. things that we see in the news or, or yeah. um, is shown or, you know what I mean? So we sometimes be like, well, it wasn't as bad because it wasn't this or wasn't that, regardless of what, um, yeah. different responses to different things. And it may not be on the scale of, okay, like I almost was murdered tomorrow. Like you see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day, it can feel as that because of the way that it made you feel mentally, emotionally, yeah. and even physically. So I think that it's super powerful that you shared that story. And I feel like there are so many women and even men that can relate to mm. the, that experience as well as the aftermath of it um, and how they've, how they've, healed or the steps that they've taken towards healing um from that experience so i saw something in your chat yeah. um that um you learn quickly that no matter what when you don't heal yourself you replay these again and again and the traumas reveal itself in a big way during remote romantic relationships that's what showed up for me and the person i viewed as the love of my life quickly became my enemy and things became toxic um, I became, yeah. and he became emotionally abusive. And again, that part of the, that part of me inside who never knew what a healthy relationship was, believed that I deserved it. And that's what love was. That's powerful. Yeah. Oh, okay, wow. Well, thank a you. Bit, expand a little bit about that. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I had grown up just not believing that I was loved um, in ways I think particularly because of my mother Um, and I think that 
ultimately what that led to is a lot of self-doubt and like a lot of criticisms of myself and so I think that I hadn't dealt with those things and those traumas from my childhood so when I then entered relationships I think that the inner child in me that wasn't healed was was coming out and it was replaying different things from my past so different relationships I might may have encountered in my past kind of came out in these new relationships and I feel like the needier that I was becoming the more that other person was was being like was rejecting me and was and would chastise me or would belittle me or demean me and I think because of the past um behaviors that I'd experienced in that way I thought that that was what I deserved and I thought that that was basically what relationships and and how you and how I was supposed to be treated so I think that that pattern kept on playing itself out a lot and and there was a thread in between like that relationship and then previous relationships because I I, I didn't have that belief in myself that I deserved any anymore and I thought that that was my lot and that was that was all I was good enough to get and I think that that speaks volumes when you believe in yourself like that. That's kind of the relationships that you do attract because you have that, that, that energy about you. So I think once I overcame that a bit more, the relationships that I'm attracting now are, are a bit of a higher caliber now. And it's like, because I'm, I'm believing in myself worth a little bit more. But at that particular time, I didn't. And so I believe that anything bad that happened to me, I totally deserved because I wasn't a good person. Mm, that is one first of all to come to the realization of that because sometimes we have things that we go through and traumas and challenges and we just walk around in like a bubble not realizing um where we are or what's impacting us or going back to the past mm. to really truly hone in on the areas in which we need to change within ourselves like you see what i'm saying um, yeah. So it's super powerful because I feel as though you went from victim to warrior in the sense of, okay, these are the things that happened to me. I recognize my behaviors and where I am. And these are the things that I need to do to, to make the necessary changes so that I can have a better life and my, and my past won't define my present and my future. So I think that's super, super powerful, honestly. And also to recognize like, you know, just where you are or where you were, because you're not there now, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> right. And and knowing that, hey, these are the experiences that have made me who I was and recognizing that, but at the same time saying, okay, I want more for myself and I don't want to be on this vicious cycle. That's like super powerful. Like it really, really is. So I yeah. hope that you're super proud of yourself because I'm proud of you, girl. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, I just wanted to add on to that as yes, well. And even, and even with that in mind, it's like, you know, for years I kind of like had a, a bit of a battle back and forth with like my mom. And then there's kind of like guilt feelings of, of, you know, standing in my truth and saying, Hey, you know what, that was abusive, that behavior that you did. But then there's also guilt that comes of it because it's your mother and you feel like I should, I shouldn't say these things. I shouldn't feel these things. But where I'm at now is that I can accept that that was my life and that was the path that was given to me. And I don't hate her or I don't have any ill feelings towards her. Actually, I'm, I'm absolutely fine with her to this day. But I think that's because I took the time to really like forgive myself, forgive her, forgive the past. And then also just look at it as like she didn't know any better herself. And she was kind of doing what she thought was that she needed to do. And mm-hmm. I'm proud to say now that I've got three children of my own and the way that I felt that I was treated, I don't treat my kids the same way. And I think that's where 
you either become, I guess, a lesson or you kind of, you're doomed to like repeat the same things when it comes to your children. And so I feel like I'm a good lesson because that sort of abusive pattern has now stopped with me when it comes to my children, which in turn will then create a better pattern for them moving forward. So yeah, that's what I've learned as well from that. Let me tell you something. Um, do you guys now see why she's an author in this chapter? I mean, in this book, <laughs> just saying. So you literally spoke to what the title is. You broke the patterns, you broke cycles, you overcame those adversities, and now you've, you've, you've changed the spectrum of your life as well as your children's. And then your children's children, right? Because yeah. you realized and you saw, you said some major things. You said um, breaking a cycle and understanding and, and understanding where the the where you were and your experiences as a child with your mother and how I wanted it to be different. Sometimes it's the opposite where you become your parent. Like you said I'm saying mm-hmm. learn behavior from what you've seen, what you've experienced mm-hmm. and what you've developed ultimately, right? So you made the step right there, like I'm breaking the cycle. So that's like major. Two, you said forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. <laughs> so many people will sit in like misery, like capital M I S E R Y. I hope I spelled that right. Um, literally, because, <laughs> because they will sit and just be like, "Well, this happened to me," and blaming this and blaming that, and just mm-hmm. and it causes you to be emotionally and mentally stuck in that in that phase in which you experienced it. That's one. Two, it dictates how you function mentally and emotionally in your present. Yeah. And then you also, it will also impact your future because you're not dealing with what you've experienced, the relationship, the forgiveness aspect, the healing. And so it, mm-hmm. people literally are like 82 and still talking about what happened to them when they were five and still angry yes. and frustrated. And that literally yes. is a form of imprisonment. So it is so powerful that you said the forgiveness of, um, your mom and understanding like another piece that you said that was powerful was it's she she did what she did or acted the way that she acted because of what she was either one experienced to her own um, situation you said I'm saying that's super powerful to understand that it's not a reflection of who you are or your worth but more of the reflection of the person and understanding like hey she did the best that she could and or that um that she is who she is because of what she experienced herself. You see what I'm saying? That's super yeah. powerful because some it takes it takes your power back and understanding, okay, not feeling guilty, not feeling ashamed, not feeling embarrassed because of what you experienced as a child. Yeah. And then two, it takes your power back in not in freeing yourself from holding on to resentment and grudges exactly. and frustration. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's super powerful, honestly. So I'm like, ah, oh, like I guess I said earlier, I'm super proud of you. Um, and it's, it's, it's wonderful to see. Cause again, like I said, there are some people that are like literally, like literally held, like held yeah. prisoner to what they've experienced as a child. Like honestly, and you yeah. have to understand that, you know, you don't get to choose your parents. You don't get to choose the environment that, you were raised in or how you were raised right but you have the choice and the decision to say hey that's not going to define who I am like you know what I mean and also understand like hey you don't know what your parents experiences are you don't know what they've gone through you don't know what their mental space was or they were giving grace to yourself but also giving grace to 
your parents as well. That's super powerful. Girl, yes, I love Thank it. You. I love, love, love it. Oh my gosh. I love it, love it, love it. I love your group. I love where you are. I'm like super excited. And you said you had three children. Girl, let me tell you something. If you ever see her, she is beautiful. Okay. Like three children where? Sometimes children. I love it. I don't know how. I don't know where. It's just they just happen. Right. <laughs> I'm surprised they don't have gray hairs by now because it is a lot. <laughs> That's another thing. You don't understand being a parent is like a legitimate full-time job plus overtime, like for real. And never, it yeah. never ends. And, and it's, uh, it's a rewarding process, but it's yeah. also a lot of work. It's a lot of, lot of work. And in being yeah. a parent, it kind of, kind of it shifts your perspective um, mm. in regards to like your parents' perspective, just a little bit. Like you see what I'm saying? Yeah. In the sense of understanding the weight that it is to be a parent, the weight of having somebody that's your responsibility. And sometimes some parents don't have, yeah. like we go through our own emotional, men- like it doesn't stop. Like, okay, now I'm mom. So now I'm like Teflon the Don and I'm like superwoman. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. I don't feel anything emotionally. I don't feel anything mentally. So I'm good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah I'm always mom, yeah. it doesn't matter. But as, as women and as, as fathers, we um we still are learning and growing and experiencing yeah. and developing too and it's like it's it's sometimes it's really hard it's really really hard sometimes when you're like not in the in a in the right emotional and mental space internally but yeah. still get up and show up and be mom and make the damn waffles like <laughs> yeah you know no, totally. and I think I think just on that actually I yeah. think as well like going especially when you do go through trauma or have traumatic childhoods and then you have your own child I think with that as well like you you do question a lot of the motives of your parents and you're like well okay I get it it is tough but I'm also a mum now and I think that kind of makes you a little bit critical of them especially if you are you know you 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 understand your your past you understand the trauma that you've been through and you and you and and the buck stops with you because you've decided you know what i'm gonna make this change so Mm. i think that makes i mean it made me a little bit enraged because i'm like look i've got these these kids and i have my children and i could never imagine like you know smacking them i could never imagine saying something disparaging to them or negative or yeah you always do this or pointing out something that they do you do you know what I mean and mm-hmm. uh, so that so it's so in that respect I had to really wrap my head around like how it could it could be that you did this but at the same in the same vein as well it's, it's still like sometimes people just don't get it and they don't have the same type of maybe That's fight that another individual yeah might have and so that isn't on them. That's, that's, that's not on you. It's on them to kind of like maybe figure that out for themselves. But I feel like, yeah, the onus was on me to say the buck stops with me. It's like, okay, I could have said, you know what? I'm a product of what I was brought up with. I'm just going to do the same. But I didn't because I, I, I just, I had this like a lot of empathy and I just felt like I wouldn't want to subject my children to any of the things that I felt and, and to, to feel how I felt for the, the last couple of decades. I wouldn't want to put that on them. So I think, that that was another I think having the children was another like really good like reason for me to to push my growth a bit more Mm -hmm. um because I had to like grow up and I had to kind of look at myself as a role model to them as well right and like you hit it right on the nose in the sense of like so what happens sometimes is you either you either shift and say no 
that's not going to be my life. That's not what my children are going to experience. Or you, you turn into the person that harmed you, hurt you, and you don't even know it. Like, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and to your point, it, it takes for the individual to say, Hey, there's some healing that needs to happen. There's some changes that I need to make in order for me to have a better, to be a better parent to this person. And a lot of people, because you have to also remember that a lot of people love the discomfort of being comfortable in the space that they are in, even if it is toxic, even if it is uncomfortable, even if it is um, Mm -hmm. unsafe, it doesn't matter to them because I still feel a level of comfort. And if I was raised in dysfunction, if I was raised in verbal abuse, if I was raised in all of these different negative environmental spaces, you sometimes become that and you don't understand like, hey, the books, like what you did, that's why I said it's super powerful. It's going to yeah. stop with me and I need to figure out my healing. I, some people don't have that mental capacity. Some people no. don't have that emotional capacity. So it's up to you to make the decision as a child or as an adult, like, hey, um, this is who my parent is, or this is not, even if it's not a parental relationship, this is mm. who my partner is, this is who my friend is, and make the decision of how you want them to be in your life. Because mm. ultimately, you know, you can't change people. You can, you could want the best for them. You could want them to be whoever they want to, who you want them to be in the world. Yeah. Be the parent you want them to be, be the partner you want them to be. But at the end of the day, you don't have control over who people are and who people aren't. You have control yeah. over how you want them to show up exactly. in your life. You see what exactly. I'm saying? And it's super yeah. powerful that you said like, Hey, like I get the point of being even more pissed. Like what? I could never imagine <laughs> my yeah. Or treating my kids in that way, but you took yeah. the other route where it's like, this is what I experienced, and I never want my children to ever feel this way. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And you took that healing route. Some people haven't done that and refuse to do it or refuse to eat. I yeah. put them back in the luggage. They refuse to even touch a zipper on the suitcase of what happened to them yeah. 40 years ago. And they carry that, and then it comes out in different ways mentally, emotionally, physically. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Spiritually, and it comes out on how they behave on a regular basis, but they don't even know it. Like, you see what I'm saying? And so Mm -hmm. that you literally, like literally saw it. And, and, and what we're not saying is that, oh, you wake up and like, okay, today I'm gonna have a new life. It's a process. It's a real process. Lord. Cause sometimes let me tell you, I'll be ready to demons out child, but that's a whole other conversation. (laughs) Right. I think you're going to test it is when you're trying to go on the, when you're really making a hard Mm. effort to, make a change to heal to move forward it's like everybody in the woodworks just comes out with their bs exactly and exactly. it's like all right like don't get it twisted i will pull out the other side <laughs> you want me do you want that to come back do you do you really want to see that okay exactly. it takes a lot for me to to be in this space okay mm-hmm. a lot so just be thankful you met me on this day and not that day <laughs> sometimes but like you're saying as well, like it, it's, it's growth is messy. Growth isn't just like, okay, I woke up today. I feel like I'm going to be positive and I'm going to be happy and I'm going to watch all these, these self-help videos and read all these books and everything's going to be perfect. It doesn't work that way. Like you are going to have weeks where, yeah, you're okay. And then there's other weeks where something hits you for six and you're like, oh my gosh, that's a blow. And then you'll end up in bed all week and you can't get out because you feel down. And that's okay. It's like, it's, it's, that is all a part of the growing process. It's just kind of then recognizing those things that happen and saying, you know what, I can't control this. 
So what I can control, like you said before, is myself. So how am I going to respond to this? And I think one of the things that I've learned as well is that I used to be a slave to my emotions. Mm. So I used to literally wallow and wallow and wallow in how I was feeling and believing and thinking that I didn't have control over it. And it's taken me a while to kind of activate myself in a way that I can control my emotions now. And so, and with that being said, it's like, yes, there are times when I get angry. There are times when I get sad or I feel triggered by something. But then what the, the flip side is, is that I, I notice it, I recognize it. And I say to myself, okay, that's happened. What else can we think about? What else can we focus on? What I question myself and I, and I, and I change the perspective on things. And so I think that's something that takes practice. And I think as well, sorry, I was just going to say like in my, in my chat. No, you're well, fine. You are, I, you are hitting I, it right on the nose. Go ahead. <laughs> I wrote something because I, because I, I noticed it as well is that I used to tell myself the most derogatory things like every day, like you're no good. You can't do that. Like, don't, don't be silly. Like, stop, stop. Why do you think you can, that the person doesn't like you. you you're not going to be this like all the time. And then it took for me to start uh, to start to like work on myself and recognize like the negativity to then counteract it. So I had to take a lot of time, like focus time um, to put positivity back into myself. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, you look great today. Look in the mirror and be like, yeah. And, and, and say it over and over again, because it wasn't the normal thing for me to hear and for me to do. Mm-hmm. And so what I recognize is now, which is great, is that I, I naturally start to do that. I naturally wake up and I'm like, oh, you look amazing. Or I'm like, don't like, even if a negative thought comes into my head about all oh, my body isn't this, I'm like, you know what? Your body is like doing the best it can for you today. Like, look at it, you're great. And I, and I push, like, it's, it's a constant battle, but, but naturally now I'm able to just be a bit more positive and kinder to myself. Because I think ultimately like the best relationship you're ever going to have is with yourself. Like you're always with you all the time. Mm-hmm. And so if you can't fix that, then you can't have healthy situations and relationships with, with anyone else outside of yourself because it becomes really difficult. Um, and so that's one of the key, key things that I've, that I've learned is to have a better relationship with me and be really kind and positive um, with the words that I say to myself because then ultimately it's just like it's led to me feeling a little bit more bright and a little bit more happier and I'm not going to say that I don't care about what people think because sometimes yeah I, I do it has a, it has an impact on me but I'm slowly starting to learn that other people's opinions don't matter and that in itself gives you that renewed sense of confidence again so it's just it's just taking it slowly but I think the start of it is putting positivity like and and by doing that it's the words that you say to yourself is a great catalyst for having a a, like a tiny bit of a better life as well so yeah let me tell you something that was literally gonna be my quote from the book (laughs) 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 literally what like literally what was the quote what was the quote i was going to literally (laughs) (laughs) i realized that all of the negative talk was was taught to me and i was conditioned by it so with that, I started to catch myself whenever I started to speak badly to myself, I'd replace it with something kinder. I'd remind myself to be gentle and to be kind because unpacking years and years of trauma and abuse wasn't going to just be gone overnight. Yes. Yes. Like yes. literally. <laughs> Let me tell you something. This transformation game is like, it's a hard process, but it is so like worth it because when you look back at where you were mentally emotionally yeah. physically, 
you just feel like a sense of relief and freedom. Like, oh my, like it's uh, it like chills yeah. and goosebumps listening to you. Like honestly, like you're singing to my soul. Like literally, when you talk about yeah. the music and how you feel about yourself and how you talk about yourself, I literally talk about that in um uh, my book where it's like like you're your own worst critic and you have like yep. an inner critic that talks to you all day and you're like yeah no you can't do that like nobody wants that nobody's gonna listen to that nobody's gonna and it like it literally holds you back from really yep. stepping into your greatness so it's so like so amazing that you even touched on that and then you wrote about it too because I feel like so many women and men experience that on a daily basis and there are some people that I've interviewed that have like that to me are like game changers and like 50 steps ahead of me yeah. and they're talking about like what they experience even Beyonce Lord child like she made me feel yeah. better about myself like <laughs> she talked about how she was like super nervous and how she was having self-doubt yeah. and the negative self-talk and she'd been doing music for the past the past however long it's been yeah. and for her to have those feelings it just made it, it was a sense of relief to understand like hey she's human too we are all yeah. human and we all exactly. have like fears and have that negative self-talk, but it's, it's about doing it anyways. It's about stepping into your greatness exactly. anyways. It's about making that change anyways. Like no matter what, just being like, all right, I hear you negative self-talk, but this is what we're going to do anyways. You know what I mean? So it's super yeah. powerful. Like I absolutely love it. Oh my gosh. Oh, like your chat. And I think, so I think, I was say, I think on top of that, I think that's one of the things, yeah, like that it does humanize us, but it also connects us all together. And I exactly. think that, when if we were just a little bit more open and and I guess receptive to mm -hmm. to hearing each other's I guess like pain stories perspective and, yep. and yeah I think I think we would become a little bit more um, connected as as a society and as like mm -hmm. a, a human race because I feel like we're all looking at other people and like oh damn how does she get to that place or how is she like this or she looks confident and she looks amazing and we look at these appearances and these aesthetics but even those people who you look at and you think oh they're so beautiful they're so hot they have got these self-doubt and these mm. like critical feelings that they feel about themselves but it's mm. just that you know what the reason why they got to where they are is because they had that a bit more belief in themselves that you do mm. and that's all it is it's just that yeah. like there's nothing holding us back but apart from us yeah that's it and and I think when we learn that and we understand that, that's when we start to th things start to open up. And I feel like that massively happened for me um, when I just stopped kind of you know doubting myself. Like I mean, I still have doubts that that, that doesn't sort of gone away completely. But I feel like I've pushed myself a little bit more now because I believe in my potential now. And I think that that's the difference between you know growing and then staying stagnant and. And that's basically one of the things that I've learned. And that's only been within the past, I would say, three years, you mm -hmm. know? So it's, it, it's, it's still a, a work in progress because how do you undo, I guess, maybe like 20 odd years of, of a cycle of abuse that, that you've, you've been through? And then maybe in three years, that's not enough time, mm -hmm. but it's been enough time to really drastically make a change for me yes. in a way that's opened myself enough, um, enough where people have noticed it, where I've noticed it in myself, where... I feel like this this brand new person, like I've just come out of a cocoon and I'm now like this butterfly that's kind of, you know, heading into this new space. So yes. yeah, that's that's where that came from. Yes. Um, okay, so I'm just gonna say it now. Um, when I um relaunch Evolve TV, um, you're gonna be on a, a guest because like literally yes. you are like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like I wish that this was that we were doing this because I could have just used both. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh my god 
gosh. You're like, yes. Mm-hmm. So I need you to write that down like, uh, at some point in the near future. Uh-huh. We'll be going live together, just so you know. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. So what's next for you? Um, I think what's next for me is just to keep evolving myself um, mm-hmm. and just, just, setting, just moving the goalposts and resetting myself and to always just to maintain like this spirit because I feel like I've just got this this spirit inside me that no matter what's happened in my life it, it's always got this thirst for more there's this person there's this this light and this fire inside me that's like come on like we, we need to get this like what is this and I think ultimately like happiness is my is my, my ultimate goal so whatever comes with happiness is 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 where I want to be but happiness is a choice and I make sure that every day I choose to be happy, like no matter what, like I find something to be happy about. And that's what I said about this. And, but that's practice. Um, so I feel like my next steps are definitely my ambitions with my career, because I feel like, you know, that's a fire that always keeps on burning because mm-hmm. that ultimately is tied into my happiness. What do you um, want to do? Not, I think for me, ultimately what I want to do is um, go into like more like digital marketing and you know social media stuff like I get a little bit of a buzz of you know creating content and that kind of stuff and that's something that I've just I've learned in you know recently in the past couple of years that that kind of gets me kind of excited so I think that you know for anyone who you know is thinking about a change in career or blah blah blah, I think they should always think about like what excites them over over money Mm -hmm. um some of us you know aren't always meant to be entrepreneurs or aren't destined to own our own businesses and mm-hmm. and there's no shame in that game you know there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with with you know working for an employer and getting Absolutely a wage not. I mean mm-hmm. I think that as long as you feel passionate about something that you're doing then that then that's you know the, the best thing that you can you can hope to achieve Absolutely. um and then ultimately as well I guess like next steps are just to continue um to be in a positive positive space and to continue to just evolve myself in a way that like mentally like I said before I'm still not kind of you know feeling like I don't care what other people's opinions are so I think that's the space that I want to get into where I don't care because ultimately none of us should care what other people's opinions are because that's none of our business our business is how we are and what we're feeling and being happy and and finding out who our true selves are and so for me, that's like through meditation. I meditate, not religiously, I, I have to admit, but I, I do it, I, I make a conscious effort to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really, really important. And I think that those 10, 15, 20 minutes, however long you want to meditate for, is just a moment in time where you are there focusing on yourself and your body and quiet and stillness. And I think that's a really important thing like to have in, in life. And mm-hmm. I think that that's something that then generates a sense of calm in you. And I think when you connect into your real self and you connect into yourself inside, then that's when you'll see your true power. So I, that's what my next steps are to like definitely reconnect with myself more um, and to just reveal like my true power and like where that's going to lead me to um, in the world. And then, then obviously like I'm a mum, so my next steps obviously are just to make sure that, that my kids are growing up to be the strong, independent, um, really well-balanced and fantastic people that I want to see in the world. And, you know, just through my education and, and through the way that I feel and how, you know, I believe in like human rights and stuff, like I want them to be 
um, having those feelings because it's important to me that they grow up and they have a really balanced sense of like who they are, confidence, mm-hmm. but also that they treat other people with respect. Like even if people are different to them, it doesn't matter. Like they're human beings and, and I want them to grow up to be respectful and, and to fundamentally have a, a belief that, that you know to be kind and to be gentle and generous and stuff and so yeah I guess that's my 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 calling as well I feel like it's just to encourage and inspire my kids to be the best that they can be in this world as well so yeah yes 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 and how can they connect how can our audience connect with you um oh well well I have Instagram so if they, they want to follow me they can um so my Instagram handle is at Lexi De Leon, so that's Lexi spelled L-E-X-I, and then De Leon is D-E-L-E-O-N. So at Lexi De Leon, um, that's on Instagram. Um, so yeah, I guess that's the best place to connect with me. I don't know if I feel comfortable giving anyone my phone number, but if there's somebody <laughs> that we wouldn't want you to give anybody the phone number. <laughs> But um, a ghost no, number, you know, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> but if somebody really was in need. And they wanted to have a, a, a conversation with me um, because they, my story resonates with them. Then I'm happy to then um, have a DM and then go from there and, and have a conversation and chat. Because, yeah, I feel like I, I feel like my calling in life also is is just to be somebody who's there for other people. Like I, mm. I, I am a beacon for that. Like I live for that. I live for being for other, there for other people as well. So I'm happy to do that as well. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, thank you so much. Oh my God. <laughs> such an amazing and powerful conversation. Thank um, you. And if you haven't gotten your copy of The Evolution Effect, you need to get that today and make sure you read Alexandra's chapter because you know it's super, super important. As you see, everything that she's talked about has been super powerful and game-changing and life-changing and it'll literally be life-changing for you. And make sure you read her chapter, The Wrong Road Into Right. Okay, let me tell you. <laughs> thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you to all of our lovely listening audience who has tuned in and and if you love 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 this episode leave us a five-star review leave us a review we love it love it love it and thank you again um alexandra for being on this project and for for your transparency and sharing your story I, i feel that it'll be super impactful um to so many because so many have experienced what you literally talked about and what you've gone through and to see how you've transformed and have taken ownership of your life and stepped into your greatness and 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 every day making the decision that I want more for myself is super powerful and super empowering. So I thank you um, for being a part of this project and again for sharing your story. Oh, it's my pleasure. Like, honestly, this has been one of the best experiences of my life. And I think that also that this is testament to the fact that when you do change your life, then good things tend to happen out of that. You know, I, I always dreamed of, of being able to like be a part of a book or have something that was published. So, you know, it's happening now. And I think that never would have happened if I was living in that space I was living in previously. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that that's another testament to, to, to that growth as well. So yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity. No worries. Thank you. And so our lovely listening audience, I appreciate you guys for being here with us and we'll see you for next episode. Thank you. Bye, beautiful people. Thank you for tuning in to Evolve. Stay fearless. 
unfiltered, and unapologetic. Until next time, special shout out to all of our amazing listeners. You are truly appreciated. Follow our host, Chanel Spencer, at Chanel Spencer Now on Instagram and Facebook. Songs I'm From the South by D21 from Black Mob Entertainment. Off the 720 God album. Find him on Instagram at only D21. I'm from the South. Straight out the South. We'll hit his rock gold teeth straight out your mouth. My niggas don't know peace. Fuck, is he saying though? Homies, he playing though. Know my old dudes bring more than a candle. Bring the heat to them. There they keep talking. Know that they would then. Little dogs barking. Step across the line.